today, our guest is Sue Seitler, and she is the owner of Vine Lash and Beauty Co. Sue, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you today and learn all about you and your business. So we really appreciate you making the time, especially during the busy holiday season, to yeah. chat with us. Glad to be here. Aw. So Sue is amazing because not only is she an incredible business owner and one of our clients, but she also um, is our next door neighbor. So <laughs> we love having you as our neighbor. And uh, it's been so fun to just kind of get to know what you do and learn more about you each day, um, just being right next door. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start out today um, by you just telling us a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are um, because your story is so cool and I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Thank you. Um, my story is actually one of those cliche kind of ironic stories where I was little and when I was very young, I always told my family, my friends that I wanted to grow up and I wanted to be a model, a dancer, a singer, an actor. Um, I wanted to do people's hair and makeup. I wanted to do it all. So then obviously down the road, Back in 2004, I started working in a hair salon, and then I didn't start going to hair school until 2005, I want to say, mm -hmm. um, maybe 2006. And then um, I graduated from hair school in 2007, I believe, got my license in 2009. Um, and then in 2010, oh, no, wait, sorry, let me go back, 2008, uh -huh. um, as far as like where my goals were as a child, yeah. 2008, I started working at Home Shopping Network. So how'd you get that? Like, how did you just fall into that? So the salon that I worked at, I was, at the time I was a receptionist. Okay. And um, the we had an esthetician that worked there and she did um, services on this lady who was the manager of the model department at HSN. And so one day the esthetician said, um, you know, so-and-so is coming in later today. Do you want... She, she's this awesome older Bulgarian lady uh -huh. and she would say with her accent and everything like do you want me to tell her about you and I said of course, of course. yeah so she came in and um she had me stand up behind the desk she's like stand up she had me turn around do a little twirl she looked at my hands and she's handed me her business card and she said okay just call me and we can set up a time to meet Whoa. So I went in, I met with her, and I didn't think that I'd be hired on the spot, but I was. Well, look at you. And of course you were hired on the spot. <laughs> You're you. stunning. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I started at HSN in 2008. So what do you have to do there? Sorry, I'm like so no, curious. Yeah. So like what does what does that mean being at HSN? Like what does it entail exactly? So they just recently stopped doing 24-hour live mm -hmm. tapings. But for the – I mean, I've been there for almost 13 years now. Wow. For the longest time that I was there for um, – they were doing 24-hour live television. So we would get these crazy shifts of like, especially starting out as a new model there, you would get the 3 to 5 a.m. shifts <laughs> or the 1 to 4 a.m. shifts. Whoa. And your on-air shifts can be anywhere between one hour to three hours tops. Okay. I think they don't do four hours. They might. Uh-huh. Um, but it's kind of rough in the beginning. You yeah. got to kind of start out, start out small and then work your way up to like the daytime hours. Jeez. And how are you supposed to look good at that hour? Like I just, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing too, is that at HSN, they have these, it's called a today's special. It uh -huh. runs from 12 a.m. at night till 12 a.m. the next following. Uh -huh. um, 
in our terms, we call a TS. Uh So usually in the models room, if we're like, okay, I'm doing a TS today, they're like, oh my God, I feel sorry for you. (laughs) Um, But those shows are the crazy ones where I've literally been there for 36 hours straight. Whoa. And you're either sleeping in your car, which they no longer allow, um, (laughs) but, uh, or just sleeping anywhere you possibly can. So what have you sold? Like, what are some examples? (sighs) Um, Clothing, all kinds of clothing. Um, Bath and body stuff, makeup. I've sold a blanket. Mm-hmm. I've sold um, Xboxes. Um, <laughs> I've worked with a lot of amazing um, celebrities too. Oh, that's cool. Jessica Simpson, I did her premiere. Uh, wow. Cindy Lauper, I did hers. Wow. Uh, Serena Williams, Gabrielle Reese, Sally Hirschberger, whose hair. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, just like the list goes on and on. Wow. So that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So that was like your career path. Like you yeah. were receptionist and now you're basically a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But yeah, so then starting at HSN, I then went, because I, I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm officially a model. Yeah. I'm working, I'm on television. Yeah. So then I went it. to, I kind of ventured out to some agencies and- uh-huh. Um, got started with them and started to do ads for like the Tampa International Airport, mm. um, a, a bunch of other ones. There's just so many to name. But then um, again, going back to like the beauty industry, yeah. I got licensed in 2009. And then working at that hair salon, I started doing hair. Mm-hmm. The owner of the hair salon, his wife was uh, Michelle Phillips. She did makeup for Channel 10 News. Oh, So I kind of got the in with her as far as like doing makeup. Um, yeah. I did some freelance stuff for commercials, documentaries, um, weddings. Um, so it's interesting. So you were the star sometimes like actually on film and then you were also getting behind. other people ready. Like so that's – you kind of saw both sides of it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I've always loved the behind the scenes of everything. Interesting. So, yeah. But it's interesting that you're good at both because I feel like you're, you'd are you be one or another, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, yeah. Again, I think that if it's passion driven, then it's going to be amazing. Yeah. But totally. if there's no passion behind it, it's just going to be a dead end road. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah. <laughs> totally agree with that. Wow. So... Now you're doing all this behind the scenes stuff and were you still doing hair and HSN and all that at the same time? Yeah. As soon as I started HSN in 2008, it just never stopped. Wow. I mean, even to this day, it's still (laughs) an ongoing thing in my life. Wow. But um, yeah, so so going back Mm -hmm. a little bit to leading up to like the Vine creation. Yeah. so I started, I left the hair salon mm-hmm. and I left the hair salon just doing freelance makeup. Cool. And then it went from there to, well, you know, I'm really not getting a lot of clients right now. And then I honestly, I went to bartending. Yeah. So I was still doing HSN. I was already used to the late night hours with HSN when I did bartending. Yeah. And then um, my husband and I got married a couple of years ago. And as soon as we did, we were planning a pregnancy mm-hmm. and all we could think and talk about was how am I going to do modeling being pregnant? Right. And even though the Tampa Bay area or like Florida in general is a very much like a lifestyle state for modeling and things, Uh I have no idea if I would be brought on as a pregnant model right? You know, for shoots. Right. So I needed to make sure that I was going to be okay financially. Yeah. And that's how I started Vine. I got back into the beauty because wow. I've never, you know, ran away from it. No, it's so. always been on the back burner. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. So how did you hear about the whole lash industry and brow too? Like, I know that it kind of became popular several years back, but like what, what was your entry point into that? Originally, um, one of the stylists at the hair salon that I worked at, she had just, it just came out. It was Mm -hmm. just a new thing and she got trained and I was one of her models. Oh, cool. I didn't think anything of it then. I just thought, cause they really didn't last, but then again, it was such a new thing. And so her training, yeah, I don't know. Right. Um, and then um, one of my best friends from HSN, she told me that she got lash, ext- lash extensions done and they looked amazing. And I had to meet up with her to, we met up in a parking lot somewhere because I had to like give her something. Uh-huh. And as soon as she got out of the car, I said, I was, she had sunglasses on. I'm like, let me see your lashes. Yes. I have to see. And that's, I was amazed. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to go get this done. And then I would consistently get them done, mm-hmm. but I was always interested, you know, because your eyes are, when you get lash extensions, yeah. your eyes are closed, so right. you have no idea what's happening. No, it's until- like literally, I know from experience, it's <laughs> like any, like I have no idea what kind of sorcery you're doing. Right. Like, it's like magic. You just open your eyes and it's over it's and you're done. like, I have no idea what just happened. Right. Because you don't feel anything really. Like nothing you know. hurts or anything. Like Right. Wow. Okay. So you were like, I want to know how this works. Like, yeah, because every time I would get them done, being in the beauty industry, I would always just kind of imagine Mm -hmm. what they're possibly doing behind me or whatever. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, thinking about something to do as a business or something, you know, career wise, being pregnant, I thought, oh my God, why did I not even think about that? Yeah. Lashes. Because that's new. Yes. It's something that could be very lucrative. Yeah. And a lot of people are wanting it. And I definitely foresaw it being even more popular. Yeah, for sure. So were you right with your prediction? I pretty much was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, so that kind of brings us to present day, right? Mm-hmm. So now what are all the things that you're doing? So now I'm doing, um, so I was originally trained in classic and volume lashes. I actually don't even offer classic lashes. What's Um, the difference? So classic lashes is if you think of one thick lash being adhered onto one of like your natural lashes. Okay. A volume lash is um, a bunch of thin lashes fanned out, like one fan Uh being placed on one of your natural lashes, therefore giving it that volume Mm. type of look. I see. So classic, it's just very, it's a lot more natural. Okay. Um, But personally, my own opinion of it is they're great. I think they can look great on a specific person, Mm -hmm. not on everybody, whereas volume lashes can look great on everyone. I see. That Um, makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like the classic, again, with my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. You're Um, the expert. (laughs) I feel like they can, you know, it's, it can be a bit messy. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. Thank you. So you're doing that and then you're still at HSN. Yeah. And then you still do modeling, right? Yeah. I do monthly commercials for a local dealership. Wow. Every so wh- what's month. that like? That's fun because it's off of a teleprompter. Uh-huh. It's the same two people. It's one girl working the teleprompter, one guy manning the camera and the microphone. And we have it all down to a science now, I feel like. Yeah. As far as our scripts, we walk in, we have a couple. It's typically about two scripts. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of times we do have to call the media company just to kind of alter the scripts because they just sound really whack. <laughs> <laughs> like what's something like ridiculous that you've had to say? 
Um, or that they wanted you to say. I mean, I think the most craziest thing about it is how they want me to just zip through it in 10 to 12 seconds. Uh, the time crunch. Okay. Yeah. And then a lot of times the scripts can get very wordy. Uh-huh. Like the ones I just had last week were very wordy, but they... Sometimes if it gets a little too wordy, they'll say, okay, let's let's give them a call and let's try to see if we can mm-hmm. like act some of these words out. But this time they were like, let's just do it. You could do it. <gasps> I'm like, okay. You're like, so can they just like speed up your voice like with a computer after? It's just me just oh. speeding it up myself <laughs> naturally. Wow. Wow. But it's fun though. It's fun. The crew's fun. And I feel like in any shoot that I've ever done, as long as the crew was really cool, then I'm completely content. Yes. That energy in the room. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. And so what's it like to wear so many different hats? Like, I feel like that would be hard for me to be like, I do this, but then I also do that. Like, what what's your favorite? What do you like? Like, what... It's kind of hard to say just because I love, again, I'm passionate about all of these things. I think that if there was no passion behind any one of them, Mm -hmm. then I would definitely not do it just because I am so busy with everything else that it'd be easy for me to just say, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I love all of it so much that it's so hard for me to say no to all of it. That makes sense. Yeah. So are there things that you do have to, that you find yourself saying no to now that that you didn't used to have to, but like, I mean, you must have to keep a pretty structured schedule at this point. Yeah. Um, things I say no to, um, it's, there's things that I say no to not because I want to. Um, there's some jobs that I get that I'm really stoked about and- yeah. I, I mean, like, so stoked where I'm like, I can't even believe I got this. And then they say, okay, can you do this day and time? And I go, yeah, I'm booked solid that day at the Ugh. last studio. So it can't happen. So because – and that just proves that the last studio is also your priority because you didn't immediately say, eh, I'll just rebook them all. It's like, no, that matters a lot to you too. Right. Yeah. I mean, as a model, I'm a business. As a lash artist, I'm a business. Right. So Reputation. if I say no to clients, then – you know, then they might not possibly even come back. And then if I say no to a shoot, then they might not not even consider me next time. So it's like, it's really hard. I just, maybe my decisions are like on the fly. Yeah. You just go with your gut maybe? Go with my gut. Yeah. Smart. I love that approach. And at the same time, I think it's a universal thing. Like, okay, you know, God and the universe is making this happen because of a certain reason. Yeah. So you just kind of trust the process. Right. Trust the journey. Yeah. That makes sense. So let's say I wanted to start a lash studio or maybe something else that's a similar business model. How do you go from taking the class and getting certified to now having the most beautiful studio, which I can't wait to take a tour of in a few minutes, um, and having a client list? And I mean, I see you telling people like the holidays are coming. You better book ahead. Don't forget. Don't like it's not. It's not my responsibility. Like you better remember because I'm booking up quick. Like I mean, wow. Like you are just really crushing it. So how do, how do you do that? Um, so starting from the beginning, I mean, I started out getting trained in lashes. Mm-hmm. Um, but first and foremost, you have to be certified in um, by the state of Florida okay. um, with uh, cosmetology or esthetician. And I already have my cosmetology license, which okay. I held on to. Okay. Um, specifically for something like this. Right. And Smart. then, yeah. And then um, I got trained in lashes and... I mean, at first I just thought, okay, I'll just work for somebody. Mm-hmm. And 
I have a friend who is also a lash artist who just kept hyping me up saying, you don't need to do that. You can do it on your own. And she started to give me all of the information I needed to start my own business. Wow. And I thought I was a little crazy for just starting out straight out as like a business as opposed to like a lash artist. Yeah. And um, I did go work for that same friend for a few months, which Uh I was able to gain, I would say like a handful of clients from her. And I went from there. I mean, a small handful of clients to starting my own business. Yeah. But I feel like making it successful is just staying on top of with everything, like marketing, um, just constantly trying to not necessarily rebrand myself, but, you know, do what I can to stay on top of like the trends and everything. All that research of what's coming next and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So as you're not just, you know, a lash artist, you're also a business. So as a business, what other things do you have to deal with like just the little things. Like I see you carrying like big things of like white sheets every day and (laughs) stuff. Like it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts that you have to think about. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know that it's just, it never sleeps, you know, like nothing about your business ever sleeps. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, it's a lot. I mean, it's very rewarding, but it's I, I, not everybody's cut out, I think, for to have to be a business owner. Right. <clears throat> We've talked about that. There's different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely believe that. There's some people that you think are just born to just work for somebody, which mm-hmm. is great. And they yeah. can be very successful, extremely Absolutely. successful at it. Um, but then there's other people that you're just born like, I need to just do my own thing and have my own business. Yeah. Do it your way. Yeah. Yeah. And you've had events um, before too. And I know you've had a few different locations and now we're so happy that you're here and you had an event pretty early on. What kind, How did you come up with the idea to do events? Um, one of my clients who's also a friend of mine, uh, she does Botox. Okay. And she's an injector certified and everything. <clears throat> and she uh, always tells me about when we try to schedule her next appointment, she's always bringing up, oh, I can't, I have a Botox party. Oh, I can't because I have a Botox party. <laughs> And it made me think, why do, how have I not done that yet? Yeah. And so what is a Botox party? So she comes in and she's I'm got I'm so her, young that I wouldn't know, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't need that. Totally. So. <laughs> um, you look great. Um, so she comes in with like her, you know, all of her stuff. She mm-hmm. has her own like chair and everything, her own specific chair. Uh-huh. And she gives Botox at a discounted price. Okay. So cool. I wanted to join in on that as well. I mean, normally she goes in and she does her Botox party and that's that. Yeah. But I figured, okay, well, I can offer services too. Yeah, that's so, genius. Yeah, so we did Botox and Brows was our first Oh, that's so event. cute. I yeah. love the alliteration. Yeah, right? <laughs> so that's so cool. So did you get any new clients from that or did, was it all kind of just client people you already know? It was um, a lot of people that I already knew that were already clients. Mm-hmm. She did bring in some people, um, a few people that weren't clients yet. So uh-huh. I did- That's um, great. Yeah, I did do brows on one of them and she loved the results. I did henna, henna uh-huh. brows on her. She loved the results. She took my card. She said that she would be in touch. Um, nice. Yeah, so so it was nice. It was nice meeting new people too. Yeah, and showing off your new space too. Right, yeah. So are you going to do more events, you think, in the future? Yes. Um, we already actually, uh, planned our next one, which is Friday, February 12th. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect for Valentine's Day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. So tell me about the future of Vine. Like what are your goals? What's next? Or do you have goals outside of Vine? Like what, as a business owner, what, 
like, how do you think of the future? Like, what what's the plan? So I would say, I mean, I feel like my plan always changes, but I I would say that as of right now, my plan is to, um, as of the new year, I'm going to get someone um, to work under me, uh-huh. <clears throat> commission based. Yeah, I'll be adding a third bed into my room. Wow. Um, and then g- moving past, you know, next month. Um, working on a training course for lashes. Genius. Yeah. I started working on that when I hired my, um, my first lash girl last year Uh and I trained her and then, um, but it was just very kind of like condensed Uh kind of training, but I wanted, there's a lot more that I want to put into it just because, I mean, to be perfectly honest, the training that I received for lash extensions, i did not feel like it was very thorough. Okay, interesting. Um, I feel like there was just a lot of things missing out of it. Um, not that I knew what I what to expect, right? But in hindsight, right? But in hindsight, you there is something that you kind of do expect, and yeah. especially for a specific price point, you right. are expecting certain things. Sure. Um, so, with that being said, knowing what I felt was missing out of that, and then you know, being in business for so long and actually realizing what was missing from that. Right. I want to make sure that that is involved in my training as well as way more things than that. Wow. Many more things. Wow. So would that be like an in-person kind of training or could it be online? Definitely in-person. The online training is something that I absolutely want to work on, especially with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's some exciting goals you have for the business. Thanks. It's really cool. So I know this is nerdy, but we always try to come up with an accounting topic too to talk about. So I was thinking of a great topic for us today would be talking a little bit about trading services because I know we are currently in a trade so that I can get amazing lashes and you can get amazing tax returns. (laughs) Um, And I know I've had lots of clients in the past confront me about trades and some have gone great and some have been things that I really wish I hadn't done. Um, And they can be, you know, easy, hard, good, bad, um, and there's some accounting, you know, that needs to be done for those things. So tell us a little bit about your method. Like, what do you do um, when you do start a trade w- with someone? And you could t- maybe t- talk a little bit about our trade and how you knew that that was a trade that you wanted to do. Like, that that felt like a good fit. Like, because it's not always a good fit, right? You know, right. sometimes it's like, mm, let's just do that the old-fashioned way with cash and, like, just exchange money, you know, regular right. currency. Um, so just a little – I mean, I just – I loved when you had that idea for us to do the trade. So um, tell us a little bit about your experience with it. Well, I feel like – so obviously Natalia is the one who introduced us. Yes. But Natalia, she's also introduced me to that as well. Yes. she's very good at that, bartering. She is. Yeah. It's really so old good. school. I it's love it. so – I know. Yeah. It's and like such a community thing, you right. know? Like you've got your – like shoe repairmen. <laughs> like it just reminds me of like old fat, like an old town with like carts and buggies. And right. I that's, know. I mean, that's honestly what I think of too. Yeah. It's just so old school and you don't, I mean, starting my business, I didn't really think that people were still doing right. that kind of right. thing nowadays. Yeah. But then Natalia talks about it all the time. I'm like, why am I not doing that? Yeah. Why am I not taking advantage? So what do you like about it? I like um, how convenient it is, yeah. honestly. Um, and it 
it's just, I mean, it's convenient in so many different ways. Yeah. As for, I mean, for example, my, the girl who uh, does the Botox, her and I uh-huh. trade. And yeah. I'm like, oh God, that's so convenient. Yeah. Right. <laughs> really works out. Yeah. I give her lashes. She gives me Botox. Yeah. Um, but then Natalia, I mean, she trades with so many people. It's easy for her because she does women's hair and she does men's hair. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, br- her trading. Right. She is very broad. For you with lashes, it's only Sprays. someone who wants lashes. Right. right? Kind of specific. Yeah. yeah. It's just women. That's a good point. So yeah. I can't do men. I mean, unless there's a man out there who does want to get hey, lashes or brows done, you then know? please call me. <laughs> if you're out there, we're ready for you. Yeah. I've got some construction work that is yes. needed in my space. There we go. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So it's got to be someone who actually wants the thing that you have, right? To make it workable. And then what about like, is there some trust involved? Is there some record keeping involved? Like, how do you, like, do you have any advice for people of how to make sure it's going to be like a good fair trade, you know? Yeah. I'm glad you asked that because being an accountant, I actually (laughs) was wondering if I was even doing my whole process correctly Yeah, because I have Square. Mm -hmm. That's where I do all of my booking and my cashing out of clients and everything. And what I normally was doing was, of course, I would ring that client up that I was trading services mm-hmm. with, and then I have a like an option button for discounts. I just yeah. click on that, and then I have a specific discount that says trade, Perfect. 100% discount, and then I add that to um, their receipt, basically, mm-hmm. or their checkout. And um, and so obviously it totals out at zero, right. but it still shows, if I were to click on their name in their history, it would show this amount, this is what the, the service that they got and when they got it. Right. So I love that. Okay. Could you run a report that shows all of the people that got that discount in a calendar year or something? Like just all the trade, like could you go to history of discount, 100% trade discounts and see like everybody who got that? I don't know. You probably can. Through Square? Yes. Okay. Because there's so many different reports. So there's probably like a discount report where it will just show you like everybody who got a discount. Mm -hmm. And that would be a great thing to print out once a year and just review like per client to just make sure that you feel like whatever you traded with them that just to reconcile it, to make sure that you got something in return for that or that it's on the way or something. So right. my what I love about your system is that you still are ringing it into the cash register, you know? Because okay. some people, they just do it totally off the books and then they're, they have no way to go back and check to see like, wait, how much was the value of what I gave them and what are they giving me? Because the, the only thing that can make a trade not so fun is if it's not fair, right? Right. So fairness is like the most important thing there. 100%. So for you, you are you have a way to track and be like, okay, it's her bill so far is 300 bucks. Like, let's see, what am I getting? Am I getting that back from her? You mm-hmm. know, could she or he or she, you know, whoever provide you with some sort of tally up of what you've used of their services? So at some point, whether it's quarterly or annually, just coming up with that list and making and, and comparing it to their list and just seeing where who owes each other what. Right. Because that's the only place I see that it can be a little sticky is when you feel like I'm not really getting the same value or it's going to take me forever to for them to catch up with what I'm getting or they're getting vice versa, you know. Yeah. That That's kind of where – or like for us, like if if there's a point where you've kind of – completed your tax return situation and and then I'm still just racking up my like 
you know, trade with you, but I don't have anything to give you, like then it maybe we should switch to cash, you know, so that, that was, so it's really takes two people who, you know, can honestly be sharing their records with each other of Mm -hmm. like, this is how much I think we're at. And this would be a great app if anyone wants to invent it or something. Really though, really. (laughs) Yeah. Of you plugging in like, okay, this is how much you've used. Me plugging in, okay, this is how much you use. And then seeing like who owes who what at any given time. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. And just always being in communication and being transparent and being honest with each other. There could be a point where you say, you know what, Rebecca, I just feel like I want to switch back to cash. Like that it just Mm -hmm. feels like I'd rather just you invoice me for tax returns and me invoice you. And that's fine too. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just – it's it's kind of fun. I think what I like about the trade is you feel when you go for that service or you get that thing done, it almost feels like it was free because right. you don't have to exchange cash. So it just feels like fun, like, oh, like, oh, I just got this for free. Like it almost feels like an extra treat, even though you are working for it, you know, right. it just, there's just something fun about it. Yeah. I feel like. And you don't see that negative amount in your yes, bank account. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, wait, I still have money. Exactly. Yeah. And there's probably so many people, do you think people that who don't own a business, but they just have a skill that's really valuable? Do you think they could partake in this kind of trade thing as well? Like, let's say you're just like, you have, you know, like my husband, he has a nine to five job, but he's very handy. Like, oh, do you think even someone that just kind of has like a extra skill on the side could be trading with people? I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think everyone could really do it. Like everyone has something to offer each other. Absolutely. When you put it that way, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could be a whole new, I feel like things always happen in cycles. Like you always go back to the old fashioned way of doing things. So maybe that could be like a whole new shift that the world takes of like going back to old fashioned bartering. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. And, you know, even going back to the whole trading and take, you know, accounting for everything Yeah, that personally for me, it's been, that's, it's, it's difficult. So yeah, yeah, if someone can actually make an app. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) It it would just make it easier. Um, one of the girls that I trade with, we share on the notes app on your Uh iPhone. And so her and I just document, you know, a specific number, but this is why I, you know, do it the way that I do it on Square is because it shows number for number, you know, right. exactly what you had done and why that number is that number. Right, right. You know, and on her end, I don't see that receipt right. type of number, There's you know. not that paper trail. Right. So then I just have no idea what that number even means. I look at that number right. like I don't even know what does that mean. Yeah. What did I get done? Right. So that's where that trust <clears throat> piece comes in is you probably really trust this person and that's how it works, you know, like right. just making sure that you really trust whomever you're deciding to do this trade with and, yeah. and that their prices are like not kind of like arbitrary, but they're like pretty set. Like, you know, I can go on your website and see what your prices are and it makes sense, you right. know, you know, same here. So someone who you're, it's kind of a gray area of like, they don't really know what they charge or it kind of is very case by case, like probably before the trade starts, it's important to figure out like, can you please quantify what I'll be getting so that I know that it fits into my equation and all that. That's a great way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. This is such a fun topic (laughs) because I don't feel like anyone really talks about this. So No, right. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, so 
I'm sure there are people that are ready to book an appointment with you after hearing this, or maybe there's like a modeling agency that's just has to have you come <laughs> do something for them. So where can everyone reach you and what kind of work or what kind of client are you looking for? What's like an ideal job or gig or client? Like just ask the universe for what you want and tell us how to get to you. <laughs> um, so clients can, for lashes and brows, uh -huh. um, they can book on uh, my website, through my website, which is vinelashbeautyco.com. Okay. Um, there are links everywhere throughout my entire site where it says book an appointment. Uh -huh. and you just click on that and Perfect. it sends you to Square. Um, I also have e-gift cards available on Ooh. there as well. Um and yeah, and like you said, all of my services are listed there, yeah. the amount of time it takes to do each service, the price for that service, and Perfect. so on. That's yeah. awesome. And, and then, of course, at my website, you can find all the information on what lash extensions are yeah. and the aftercare and everything. Yes, yes. You are so good at laying that out. I try. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll put links to all of that on the okay. website and your social media and everything in this. And um, I'm really excited to go check out your studio. So Thanks. we'll have to go do that and be sure to check out the vlog where we go through uh, a little tour of your studio. And thank you so much for being here with thank us you. today. Thank you. If you have any questions for us or need help getting started, check us out on social media. We are on Instagram at Conscious Accounting and our website is conscious-accounting.com or you could email us at info at conscious-accounting.com.